Welcome to KC Corner, episode 17. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well, Brooks. How are you this morning? Pretty good. So last week, uh, and it was right before we actually started recording, you got some pretty good news. I got some great news, <laughs> some fantastic news. One of the greatest joys, Brooks, and I know you're not there yet, you're a little young, but being <laughs> a grandparent is absolutely phenomenal. And we are expecting, we were expecting our second grandchild, uh, mm-hmm. so excited about that. And our daughter, Jessie, as you know, Jessie, um, had her first doctor's appointment. And it was interesting because she knew she was pregnant and she knew that she felt so much different than the first pregnancy when she had Polly. And she was telling everybody, I have multiples in here, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have so many kids. And uh, we're all like, yeah, whatever, you know, and uh, she did start showing kind of early. But so she goes to the doctor and Yahoo, we are doubly blessed. We are going to have twin grandchildren. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, And so last week I walked in as uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jakes were finding out the news. They're screaming in the kitchen, but they weren't sure if I should know that those twins yet. So they kind of like said, hey, Brooks, go set up for Casey Corner real fast. I'll be there in a second. And I was like, what's going on? Exactly. <laughs> Why we is everyone screaming? You, we had to get you out of there. We just didn't know because... You know, I didn't want to be the one who spills the beans if they're not supposed to be spilt mm-hmm. because that's one of the best things. I, I mean, did. you're going to at one point, at and some just, point, exactly. Just right then, I, I normally am the guy who says something and he's not supposed to. Or the first <laughs> one, you're like, oh man, that was a that was supposed to be someone else's uh, words to say. So we wanted to make sure that Jesse and Todd were okay to make this announcement. But now, since they've been to the doctors and I've plastered it all over social media. <laughs> Um, that Polly's going to have uh, twins. And they're fraternal twins, um, and that means they're not identical twins. And uh, they think that one it looks like a boy. They couldn't see the other one. Um, there we they go. both had good, strong heartbeats and things like that. So what a joy, Brooks. They're going to have, wow, come November, Lord willing, they're going to have uh, three kids, two and under. And so that's... That's going to be a, a heck of a household right there. Yeah, it's a good rambunctious thing. one. It's going to be a heck of a household, heck of a rambunctious. It's going to be a good thing they're not like busy people like in med school. Or <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. Very laid back, not really doing much in their free time or anything. <laughs> exactly. Oh my, why? It's going to be amazing. Well, we can get into last week with part five of Shelter in His Presence, um, looking at Enthroned Over the Flood. Last week, we really tried to look at or answer the question of where is God in the midst of the chaos? And, you know, that's that's a, a question we all are going to ask. I, I bet you, everyone who's listening, somewhere in your life, you had a time in your life, a dark time, a hard time, a, you know, that dark trial of the night or what, what do they call that? The uh, the dark night of the soul. That was yeah, it. There you that's go. It, there you go. It, man, dark trial <laughs> of the night. I'm making up new things here. Um the, we've asked the question, where is God? And, um, you know, it's a great answer in Psalm 29 that he is enthroned over the flood, that God is with us, that his voice thunders over whatever is chaotic around us, whatever is broken around us. Our God is above it. He's with us. Uh, he's going to lead us out. He get, he's going to give us strength and peace. So what I hope to say was don't miss where God is because when bad things happen, it's hard to see clearly. When when we're in difficulty, difficulty, sometimes it's hard to see, especially that mind's eye of faith. Um, where is God? And so that was the what I really was hoping to say was um, he is right where he promised to be. And that's right in the thick of it, mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. And he's enthroned over it. It's he's He's conquered it. And so 
Um, I, I thought about this this morning, Brooks, knowing you were, we were going to talk about it. And it's kind of like when you are a young child and you're afraid, but you know that a parent is with you and you know that you can reach out and just grab their hand. And I mean, just the, the relief that you're not alone mm-hmm. um, is, is so much. So last week, what I hope to say was, where is God in the midst of chaos, whether it's COVID-19 or anything we face? He's right there, and he's good and in control. I like that visual of enthroned over the chaos because when we're in the midst of chaos, you know, it feels like everything's moving a little faster. Your beats, your heart's beating a little faster, and you can't concentrate or anything. But when you know that the creator of the universe is over it all, it makes you uh, feel at peace a little bit better. A great point, and I think that it's interesting the word enthroned. I mean, it's almost like God says, hey, it's not enough that I'm right there in the midst of chaos or, you know, I'm beside you, but I'm, I'm not just over it, but I'm ruling over it. I'm king over it, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a, it's a great, great visual. So looking ahead to next week now, part six and the final part of the Shelter and Presence series. Uh, and what Psalm are we looking at this week? This week is going to be a bit different. We're going to look at Psalm 13. We're going to land the plane here with Psalm 13, which is a lament. And maybe we can spend a couple of minutes talking about that after this little segment of what I hope to say. Uh, Psalm 13 is not very long, but if uh, Psalm 29 asks the question, where is God in the midst of this? Psalm 13 asks the question, how long will this last? How mm-hmm. long is this yucky stretch of my life? How long is this darkness, this bleakness, this despair will I wrestle with? And uh, one of the things I love most about Psalm 13 is it's brutally honest. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's not someone who's afraid to ask God the hard questions. It's not someone who tries to tiptoe around what God already knows. It's someone who's kind of crying out to God in faith, but in a way with language that's raw, in a language that you might, it's kind of surprising. I, I take people sometimes that maybe are newer to the Bible that are in distress, and you take them to Psalm 13, and you see that the question's being asked, how long, O oh Lord, how long, are you going to forget me forever? Um, and the people are like, wow, you can say that to God? <laughs> and he's big enough and he's gracious enough that we can express those questions. And there's a wonderful pivot in this where uh, we're going to see their faith. I don't want to get too far into it of, <laughs> of how do you go from those questions to, to faith or actually faith leads you into those questions. But where, where do we go from there? And it's a great, you'll see a great response in Psalm 13, how it lands. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so it's going to answer the question, Lord willing, what I hope to say is, uh, what do we do when we cry out how long? Mm-hmm. And it sounds uh, you know, similar to the book A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis, where you know, a lot of his books were um, more theolo- theological studies, uh, fiction books, and then he comes out with this one. Initially, it wasn't under his name, but you know, uh, journals of when his wife passed away and how sad he was and is crying out to the Lord, asking why and somewhat questioning him too. So it kind of sounds similar to that. Very similar to that. And that book is so good and so brutally hard and brutally honest. And that's a lot like the Bible. So a uh, grief observed. And you know, uh, it's interesting because commentators will say that Psalm 13 in many ways parallels the book of Lamentations mm-hmm. that the prophet Jeremiah wrote, and it's almost the entire book is dark, and it, you know God's judgment has come. Judge God's people are in exile. It's bad. I mean, it's it's not just a little bad, but it's like 
it's like no food cannibalism kind of bad. And, mm -hmm. you know, how do you find hope in the midst of that? And it's most people miss it, but it's in the midst of the book of Lamentations where God uh, gives us, uh, it's, you know, Jeremiah writes that morning by morning, new mercies we see and great is thy faithfulness. And when you, by God's grace, can see his faithfulness in the darkness, and when you can say that morning by morning, I'm seeing that God is showing up, uh, that is incredible. It's true. We don't usually have the eyes of faith to see that. And so very much like C.S. Lewis's book, very much like the book of Lamentations. It's a, and you know, it's interesting because this, the, the book of Lamentations is a lament and Psalm 13 is a lament and a lament. Um, I, I had a, I was listening to the gospel a coalition podcast yesterday. Actually, um, Katie, uh, had listened to this podcast and she put me onto it, which was fantastic. And um, the pastor uh, who was speaking says, lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. So lament is a, uh, a prayer in pain that leads to trust. I thought it was a great definition of that. Now, here's my point. <laughs> One third of the Psalms are laments. So you know, uh, one third of the Psalms, um, you know, there's plenty of Psalms of praise and plenty of songs of, you know, singing and, uh, and different things. Uh, there's messianic Psalms that point clearly to Jesus, but a third of them, I mean, 33% are just crying out, mm -hmm. you know, how long or, or where are you or what's going on? And I, I think that, uh, John Calvin once said that the Psalms contain the entire range of human emotion. All of our hearts' expressions are in the Psalms. Um, and it's interesting that a third of those would be lament. And I, I think a lot of people listening could say, I get that. Because it seems like a third of my life is lament <laughs> sometimes. You know, there's some good days. But there's some days of incredible darkness and trial uh, because of the brokenness outside of us and the brokenness within us. So how comforting that God's word is going to give voice to our heart's cry. It's going to allow us to be able to sometimes articulate what a broken heart has a hard time doing. And the safety of being able to do that to God is awesome. Yeah, and I know, you know, reading those lamentations or psalms of, psalms of lament, they can be emotional, emotionally draining, but um, they're important because that's part of, like you were saying, it's part of life as well. It's not just praises and just ups. There's also many, many downs through your life. And, you know, it's kind of like when girls want to watch a chick flick that makes them cry, they just want to be sad. So, yeah, and we don't really know why. But, yeah, uh, it's, exactly. <laughs> but it's just part of life and it's just understanding that and where to go to in those times of sadness or downtime in your life well and you, you know uh, Brooks you you really lead us to a, a really interesting point is that we live in a time uh, what what theologians often would say it's a time of the now and the not yet and the now is that the kingdom of God has come the great announcement that John the Baptist had that Jesus also had was hey the kingdom of God is here and God's kingdom is reign and rule in Christ Jesus it's here now uh, many of the blessings of God are here now, but it's not yet fully here. We get, you know, we started in the book of Revelation, uh, King's Chapel earlier in the year, and uh, it ends in, with this incredible promise that there is a day coming with no more tears. I don't know mm -hmm. what that does to chick flicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, and I don't know, but no all more happy sorrow. Endings. Exactly. <laughs> all, all, all happy endings. And it's, uh, 
Uh, no more, no more laments. You know, the what we will not be singing in heaven are the laments because they're going to be gone. Or maybe we sing them as a memory. I, I, I doubt it. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it's not yet fully here. Christ has not come back, and uh, the new heavens and new earth is not here. We still deal with COVID nineteen. We still <laughs> deal with cancer. Uh, we still deal with divorce. We still deal with prodigals. Uh, we still deal with with financial burdens. We still deal with just everyday junk. And sometimes as Christians, we think, okay, I have Jesus in my life. I have the Holy Spirit. I have God's word. Shouldn't it be better than this? And some of the things are our own doing that we just get into messes because we're prone to wander. And some of the things just happen to us because life is so profoundly broken. Jesus is making all things new, but he's not done. And so living in this now and not yet, this is where the Psalms, this is where the laments just need to find their voice mm-hmm. and need to be sung and, and remembered. Um, I, I love it because I think God wants us to come to him. I know that God wants us to come to him, not go away from him in that brokenness and in that bitterness. And because um, a lot of times at the lament, when we're crying out, like in Psalm 29, how long? I'm sorry, like, where are you? Or Psalm 13, how long? There's a tendency to run from God, but boy, uh, we have to run to him. For the second C.S. Lewis uh, name drop in this one, in one of his books, he says that he knows Christianity is real because he longs for something not of this world, you know, of something perfect, a a utopia, if you will, but of a heaven. Yeah. And and how do we have that longing if it wasn't a reality? Mm -hmm. And uh, wow, Brooks, you're so smart. You are. (laughs) It's so good. You and C.S. Lewis. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. uh, You know, that's amazing. I got you reading John Murray, Redemption, Accomplish, (laughs) and Apply. This this young man, wow, what a budding theologian he is. <laughs> Trying to bring something to the podcast here. <laughs> you do it every week, Brooks. It's amazing. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, June 7th, back at the Korean church in the sanctuary. And uh, we look forward to seeing your guys' faces. Yeah, come back. Uh, the uh, monitors are up and working, so we'll have the stained glass window, uh, the entire service. I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> Even it, more uh, beautiful than it was when we left. It, it's so true. So can't wait to see everybody. See you guys soon.